0: What up, everybody? My name is Tyler Tarver. Thank you guys for joining us at Education Academy. We're going to learn some stuff today. Yeah, that's what's up. So I got, I have got the uh, privilege of being joined by Dr. Sam Fesich. Did I say it right? Totally. <sighs> to go. First try. First try. I didn't even ask her how to pronounce it. I'm kidding. I did. And she was very courteous. So, uh, Sam, if you would uh, just kind of give people um, a little bit of a description of what you spend your time doing. Um, and a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So thank you so much for having me here. This is going to be a lot of fun. fun. Yeah, I'm hype. I'm hype. You can tell. uh, So our voice levels are getting higher and higher. That's good. I want us (laughs) to literally
0: end this thing screaming at each other. That would be (laughs) great.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah. So I'm Sam Festage and I have the honor of teaching future educators on a daily basis here at Grove City College. Um, I teach courses related to educational technology for all ed majors, um, and different content areas, so pre-K to 12, and then all their different subject areas as well. And then I also teach an intro to exceptional learners and intro to special education course for all majors too. So it's a lot of fun that the world of ed tech and special ed, they just blend so beautifully together. And it's a lot of fun to teach those courses and learn about the different technologies, not only that can help um, our students with special needs but actually help all of our students in our class, you know, thrive in the classroom. Um, I also have the um, privilege of teaching and working with our student teachers so I get to see them as freshmen and ed tech and exceptional learners and move it all the way up to senior level and see them in the classroom rocking it and taking names every day so it is a lot of fun to see how they're they've grown and applied their knowledge uh, from all the courses here at the college to rocking it in student teaching so have a really fun job
0: that is that's awesome okay so you've you uh you you're it's cool because you are in like the worlds that i'm in and so it's like i'm real passionate about the stuff that you're doing so so i got a lot of questions but i guess i'll start in chronological order of what you mentioned so let's start with um you talked about um educational technology uh Mm -hmm. meeting the world of of like of special education where students um, might need something different than the normal classroom and so um i taught I just just a little glimpse at some years of my life I taught high school math but in that we had it was like some inclusion classes so different learning styles and how they learn and I think that that's the unique thing is that so many learners because a teacher has to teach 20 or 30 students at one time it's not that students necessarily learn faster or slower which there are levels but the main thing is how they learn and so like there's a way a teacher teaches that some students are going to learn really fast with, whereas with another teacher, they could learn really fast as well. It's just taught differently. Like It diff- changes uh, based on the styles. And I love technology, and I'm just rambling now. Um, I love technology and how it can differentiate. Can you tell us a little bit about um, some things either you've done or taught people to do or seen people use with regards to um, using education, technology and education in like a, a special education environment?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. So just last, just this past Wednesday, we had Mike Tolspin from Microsoft join us, and he showed us Immersive Reader um, and learning tools that Microsoft has just, they've been running with accessibility options that are free for all of our uh, students, um, for all students and teachers, and then across, they're not um, device-specific, so they can be used on iOS, Mac, PC, tablet, phones, all that jazz. So... Immersive Reader is this really cool tool um, What's really neat about it is so we can do like you can pull in any of your text that you have students reading And you can have it read aloud because as a former special ed teacher I had to go and I had to purchase all these different software pieces for my to meet my students needs But now that it's free and accessible across any device this is a true game changer for education So this has been a real game changer in education, specifically for um, special education, but this helps all of our students because every student's screen might look a little bit different, but it's attuned to their own um, learning tool. And I just think this is amazing. And it's embedded within so many of Microsoft's tools, um, and it's free, and it's amazing, and I think this is so cool. So if I had this when I was teaching, I'd be using this daily with my students. It is incredible. Readable. another one that I use um, with my with my exceptional learners class is board maker and that's a really fun tool because it helps students create visual schedules or calendars for our students with autism when they need some help with communication. Um, it can also be used you know to adapt reading reading level uh, reading like she's reading a passage they can have the symbols there to help support them in their reading instructions so that's a really cool one as well so yeah
0: that's awesome. I
1: so answered your question.
0: That's no that fun. was perfect that was great. Thank you. Great. Okay. So how did you, how did you get in, into, um, into t- teaching originally, like teaching in general? Was it like always what you wanted to do or was it something you kind of found yourself doing?
1: I think just having experiences. I think I have that typical answer of, you know, you have these experiences throughout life that kind of guide you toward what you want to do. And, um, you know, as a teenager doing all those, camps you know, and Sunday school and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I kind of like this. But I never thought I'd be a special ed teacher. Like, I went to school, like, I'm going to be a first grade teacher. And that's all I'm going to be. And I'm going to retire. And we worked through that for so many years. And it would be wonderful and awesome. Well, like, 20-year-old Sammy had no idea what she was talking about. Because So my dad called me one day. And he goes, hey, Sammy, I think you should get a special ed certificate. He's like, dad, I'm going to teach special ed. No way. Well, you know, it turns out dad was right. And you know, first job was teaching students with multiple disabilities and it was incredible. I love, love, love that job. Um, I was the teacher that pulled the smartboard out of the closet because at the time smartboards were on wheels, they were not walls. Um, uh, yeah. and we used it every day in our class for like literacy and numbers and morning meeting, and it was just so cool to see their um their eyes light up and have some independence in choosing and doing things in the classroom. Um, and then from there, it just rolled into ed tech because teachers thought, well, if STEM students can use technology, surely everyone else can too. Of course they can. Anybody can. So um, did some coaching with that and then, you know, stumbled into a PhD and now I'm here teaching uh, future teachers and it's a great, great job. I really enjoy it. I love it. So that was the long and short of it. You get
0: the cool experience of watching students through their four years of, you know, essentially training for this job as a teacher. What do you, um, what advice do you have or what do you see or insights do you have about, um, young college students that are geared towards education?
1: Sure. So, um, and this is what I talk a lot about in the book, but I I wrote a book saying, you know, if I could go back in time and tell 20 year old Sammy to do these things, I would do these things. But, uh, so like one of the things is, um, In your general life classes, don't go with the mindset of, I'm never going to use this. Um, This is all busy work. You have to have the mindset of, well, okay, so if I'm not going to be teaching this content to my students, maybe it's the Civil War. I'm not teaching the Civil War. That's okay. But you can look for other things in the classroom that the professor is doing, like pedagogy or group projects or looking at a rubric or um, if I were... if you are teaching, for example, the Civil War to your students, how would you teach it? How would you do it differently? How could you integrate technology to make that a little bit more engaging for our students? If, if the professor is using uh, some other sort of method, how could what would you do differently? Um, so looking for uh, the meaning in how people are teaching, I think, is really important. And then, like, for assignments, I know maybe you probably had assignments in college where the professor was like, oh, write a lesson plan about XYZ topic and hand it in to me and and then I'll grade it and hand it back to you. And I remember doing those in college thinking, "Oh, I'm never going to write, I'm never going to need this lesson plan, I'm never going to need this unit plan. Instead of having that mindset, today we have a PLN, we have Twitter, we have Instagram with teachers that just want to help us and they're practicing educators. So I encourage students to go out, find um, a practicing teacher or an educator in your field, in your subject area, in the state that you want to teach, in the grade band that you want to explore, and say, hey, you know what? I'm a, I'm a pre-service teacher, and I'm have to write a lesson plan about third grade math. And I see you're a third grade math teacher. Is there any way I can like Skype in or Google Hangout, or maybe you can give me like a topic that you're working on next week, and I want to try writing a lesson plan for you? And maybe I can get, I don't know, go out there. Why not? Yeah. People want to help. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness, and, yeah. Just, you know, try things. Don't be afraid to be told no. Like one of the exactly, best pieces of advice...
1: That's the worst that could happen. Like they could say, no, leave me alone. And yeah. then like, you, you. Or ignore... Yeah, know, that's, that's it. You.
0: And that's what I, I remember one of the best pieces of advice I got. Um, this guy told me... He, I was talking about, I want to do this, but I don't think he'll say yes. He goes, don't say no for him. You know, mm-hmm. let them tell you no. And I just... I love that mentality. And I think so many educators, they see... Because we're, we're so trained... As people that are, you know, good at school is you pass or you fail. A no is a fail. And so it's like we're so afraid to hear that no. And so I just I I love it. I hosted a conference a couple summers ago and, you know, I'm, you know, asking for, hey, anybody want to teach any, you know, uh, breakouts or anything like that? And this one, um, this one young lady came in and she was like, yeah, I would love to teach. And I got like, when I was talking to her, I was like, so where do you, where do you, she says, well, I don't teach. I'm actually a junior in college. And she went up there, stood up and taught these like experienced, educators, like it's terrifying. I would have been terrible. Like, well, I say that I might've been too dumb to know to be terrified, but like there, cause teachers, we're judgmental, we're judgmental creatures. And especially when you're doing the job, we think we can do better like yeah. we it's it's scary but she killed it and it was and I told them I actually announced it from like at the uh at the opener or yeah at the opener I was telling them about here are a couple of sessions and I go and here's this session and she is currently still in school so if you guys need a teacher in a year or two she's going to be an English teacher and you should check her out like I was like seriously that's like pretty much her interviewing for a job if they walked in there so yeah, that was really cool. cool yeah and that's what I'm talking oh you're God. talking about right. take take chances and i think yeah. that's that's cool. Get experience where you can. That's yeah, so cool.
1: Don't just like go in the mindset of a class like I need to get the A. How do I get the A? Show me how to get the A. Yes. You know? Like go beyond, go beyond that, and really think through. What am I learning here? How is it going to impact me as a teacher? How is it going to impact my students? Yep. But yeah, don't just go in for the A. Go for the word.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay, so my next question, because you when you taught, what grade level did you teach when you taught? In public,
1: I taught middle middle school ish uh, students with multiple disabilities, uh, K to well five to twenty one, um, and in my classroom, I had students I think they were like eleven to about fifteen years old, um, and it it was it was an amazing class. You so want me to tell you a little bit more about it, or like sure, yeah. Okay, um, so like a lot of their needs were um, communication needs, hygiene, daily living. Um, literacy, numeracy, um, lots of independent living goals. Because at that age, we're starting to try to transition um, into adulthood. Where some things we need to work on to be independent um, people. So that, those are some things that we worked on in that class, and it, it was a lot of it's a lot of fun. That's
0: awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I um actually got the opportunity when I was in college. I got to work at a uh, it was a daycare for children with disabilities, and it was I loved it. It was so uh, like like I'm, it was mostly like three or five year olds and that's just like the perfect age range it's like they can talk and they can take care of theirself enough but yeah. they're still like hey you want to race that wall they're like yeah and they just run to a wall like that is oh they're the i love that job that was incredible it was like the best college job ever um that like
1: an awesome
0: college job. It, it really was. Well, i was lucky to get it because i'm i'm you know i didn't deserve to be in a room with people that you know are doing the cool stuff they were doing so it was fun Um, okay. So you mentioned earlier, you talked about, um, like different PLNs, you know, people on Twitter, um, you know, sharing, uh, you, I I think we both, we, we share the experience of working with, um, in like the, uh, in the realm of like K-12 education and then the college realm as well. Um, I would love to get your thoughts on what do you think about the, um, not accessibility, but the willingness to share resources, with regards to like K twelve teachers, especially like on Twitter and you know what people are putting out on their blogs, um, versus the college teachers and what they're doing.
1: Yeah, so that's a great question. So I find that K to twelve teachers, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of them on Twitter and Instagram that are always sharing great ideas, encouraging mm-hmm. one another, supporting each other. I think. Finding someone in higher ed is a little more, more of a niche market. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to look for somebody who's maybe teaching a similar course than you, courses you, or um, maybe um, in, the, in it. For me, it'd be in an education department. But I usually reach out to them through direct message, and I've made amazing contacts through direct. I just get random on, like, "Hey, hi, yeah. how are you?" Doing? That's
0: hi. good. That's how we. That's how we connected.
1: That's how we. That's how we roll. That's,
0: that's how we do good. business. That's, that's good. Yes.
1: Um, so I find that having. Um, Having that connection is so important because we can share syllabus, we can share ideas, we can share strategies, things that are working well for your college course. Maybe share some tools that we're using because there's, um, I feel like we always have to have a, a plethora of tools because you never know what's going to work for our students. So mm-hmm. having a variety so you know, what to grab when um, is important. Um, and I just made a connection last week. I saw a, um, a professor who's using Twitter for her online course. I think she's in New Mexico. And I saw like one of her students randomly followed me. So then I went and found the professor, found their class hashtag, and I went and I responded to every single one of their student tweets about whatever question they were talking about. I think it was like teaching superpowers. And I went in and I made sure I responded. I know what it's like to have students out there on Twitter, you know, and they're asking questions and no one's responding. So I tried to go back, you know, give back back a little bit there and respond to each of them. That's awesome. I reached out to the professor individually and said, hey, I really love what you're doing. Um, You know, would love to collaborate. So yeah, from there pretty
0: cool that's really yeah. cool that's awesome But i think it's harder to find people in
1: higher ed on on twitter what do you
0: think um i've noticed and again it may just be like the worlds i'm in it feels like people are more protective of what they create the resources they make in higher ed and and you know i understand copyright you know i say i understand yeah. i understand that copyright's a thing <laughs> uh, me but like i've always been like hey i made this you know google form or i made this uh, I wrote this or made this template and here, have it. If you want make a copy, it's yours. And it feels like, um, you know, there's not, a, not every teacher, but there are several like teachers that like they feel like I've developed this curriculum or the syllabus or whatever over, you know, 10, 20 years. And like, it's mine and it's going to yeah. live and die with me. And so, and yeah. again, you see that in public ed, like we see that too. There are teachers that, you know, you have a brand new teacher and you got teachers been there 30 years, a 30 you know year vet is incredible. And they retire and they take all their three ring binders with them. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna pass that on to a new teacher. But they're like, no, I want it to go to my house until you know I hand it off to my grandkids. And I'm like, yeah, they're gonna thumb through your three ring binders. Uh, yeah, but sure. it's just like, I don't know. I I love I love sharing because I feel like it it makes us all better um instead of these silos. And I mean they're everywhere. It's just I just wanted to get your thoughts on where you saw it as well. But yeah, and you're right, you gotta find it's like you gotta be more targeted with higher ed because of right. how specific it is. Whereas like education, it's like you hit a hashtag and you're like, oh cool, resources. And so uh, there they are. They're all mine, they're mine now. And know I'm just kidding. Give me all the stuff. Give me all of your stuff. I try to give people like if I use a resource and then like elaborate on it and then I share it, I always try to be real careful about and I'm not the best at it, but I try to be good about saying, Hey, I got this from this person originally. Like give them credit as well. wow. Um,
1: You got to give credit where credit's due. Hey, I really I worked from this template. I got this idea from this person. This is how I did it a little bit differently in my class, and these are the results or whatever it may be. And I I tell my students all the time, don't recreate the wheel. Somebody else did it. Just adapt it for your own needs, edit it, tweak it. You know whatever you need to do, and then give credit to whoever created it.
0: Absolutely. Speaking of giving credit, uh, you wrote a book. Talk to me about the book. Edu Magic or Edge Magic. How do you how do you say it? Because whenever you combine Edge Magic.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's really cool. It rolls off the tongue real nice. That's good. It's smooth. Yeah. Yeah. So the book is really cool. Um, you know, I feel like I'm a little biased though, but yeah, it's okay. Um, so it's all about how pre-service teachers, future teacher educators, teacher trainees, however you want to phrase them, uh, they all kind of, the future of education, um, can really rock their college career so they can hit the ground running um, first year. So it talks about building that digital presence now while in college because, you know, administrators want to find you. They're going to Google you. You should have a positive professional presence online. You should be like spreading breadcrumbs of awesomeness throughout the internet. You know, yes. why not start now? whether it be like a bulletin board or a really cool manipulative you did or something, there's something you can post. Mm-hmm. Always something you can post. Building a digital portfolio to house all the edu-awesomeness that you do. Um, because it's nice to have it one spot, and then you can post that, have it on your Twitter bio, have it on your Instagram bio, LinkedIn, throw a QR code on that resume with your digital portfolio. Maybe somebody will look at it. I've had students who've graduated who have gotten jobs because of their digital portfolio that they've pushed out and they've advertised um, through social media, which is awesome to hear. Yes. Um, it's also really good to say that in like, the first week of class. Like, hey guys, this thing that you're going to make your freshman year, people have gotten jobs because of it. So you should um, it talks about that idea of reaching out to a professional in the field who's in that student's um, content area or subject area and finding a virtual co-op because we, we talk about how cooperating teachers are, we're limited by time, we're limited by if we can drive or not or if there's a walking distance, but Twitter and Instagram, we have the world at our fingertips, so why not use that? So it talks about finding connections um, through having a virtual co-op and making it your own Um type of experience so you can yeah and of course using technology you know uh where it fits and where it engaged not just using it because it's shiny and cool but actually having like meeting behind it and yes that's yeah. good and then there's other stuff in there too but yeah awesome. well, so what uh, you're saying
0: is everyone should go buy it everyone
1: uh, totally absolutely. absolutely yes yeah um what's fun about it is it has like stories from actual pre service teachers. So wow. I say my little spiel about it and then like a pre service teacher like says, Yeah, this actually this is what I did to show growth mindset or this is how I use NearPod to engage and enhance my lesson for students. Um so yeah, so that's what I really like about it. And then it has like at the end of each tab like practical things. Okay, you're like, All right Sam, I read all this stuff, now I'm gonna do it. Okay, well actually there's actually a so now like section like actual things you can do to do this thing that this other person did, so yes. yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a really quick, easy read, and um, yeah, it's on
0: Amazon. That's awesome, yeah. love it! So, get it, everybody, go get it. Yeah, buy two of them just in case. Yeah, that's well, what they want should
1: want to do. Give one to a student teacher friend.
0: Oh, that's such a good idea because yeah. then nobody wants to give their stuff because they want like a big library. Look at that, see, look at all those uh, yeah, books. I was
1: gonna say, I am really jealous about your library. My library is on the other side of the screen, it has like one shelf of books.
0: Come on, this, I think what I do, okay, I'll tell you my secret, or this is not a secret. So one, one year, I was driving a lot for work, and so I listened to like 40 books. I'm sorry, I just learned to talk today. Um, I listened to like 40 books on audiobook, and that's cool, and I love it, because I was able to do it while I was driving, you know, two yeah. things at once. But the problem was, I couldn't show anybody how incredibly smart I was now. How much I read. Yes, and so now, what I did was, I would, um, like, I'll tell you this, Goodwill's, uh, and yard sales. If you ever bounce into those, you walk to the book section and you're like, "Oh, cool! There's that book I heard on audiobook. You buy it for a dollar, put it on your shelf. Never opened it, but I read it. Kinda. Yeah. It was read to me by <laughs> the author. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You read it.
0: Exactly. That's the trick. That's the trick.
1: Yeah, that and I love the mug collection you got going on there.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's a problem. I need to stop. <laughs> like I've I've tried to uh, wean myself off of it, um, but it's that mug life. You know, you got that mug life. And that's what I I'm, feel
1: like there's a support group for us mug lovers, you know? Yes. Also, I have to ask you, what is the gold thing behind your head? Like, it's right back
0: there. This? Is that. This little guy?
1: Yeah, that. Yeah.
0: This is a replica of the 2018 NBA championship of the Golden State Warriors. Um, i never guessed that exact thing. <laughs> I, well, it's okay. I don't think most would have. One of my the guys I work with, he went to a game, and it was like replica night, and they gave them these for them winning it, and he knows I'm a big fan. And so, yeah. my boy hooked me up. So, it's, nice. it's worth a lot of money. It's, it's actually a real trophy. It's not true. It's a little bitty. But, yeah. It's shiny. I didn't realize how shiny it was. But, yeah. It's, it's cool. Yeah, I have a lot of rando stuff up there. I need to probably... Eh, I say trim it out. I won't. No, I think it
1: looks good. Yeah. It reflects your life.
0: That's You know what? That's right. Putting that personality out there. It's like that yeah. teacher shelf that you have when you're a teacher. It's like the shelf behind your desk that has like stuff students have given you over the years that they've made. And then photos of kids that graduated like 12 years ago. And you're yeah. like, I need to update my picture wall. Yeah,
1: the mullet photos, you know. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh my goodness. So good. Okay. So um, I, you know, I was looking at a lot of the stuff you do. Um, and I think one of the cool things, and it's, it's becoming more and more relevant. I've been in some uncomfortable meetings with teachers to try to talk about this stuff. You talk about, and not just from like someone that's preparing to apply for a teaching job, but for current teachers, do you have any advice for them on um, with regards to their digital presence? As far as you know, anything from looking like you should have a job in education, and also reaching out to show that you excel in your your areas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like I, I when I tell this to my students, I tell them, you don't want to be too extreme. You don't want to have um extreme views on anything Mm -hmm. you want to make sure uh, to pass the grandma rule you know if you're unless your grandma's like really wild then maybe not but um (laughs) you want your grandma to see what you're posting and posting doesn't just mean um you know your original content that you're that you're creating but what you're liking what you're commenting on what you're replying to are you actually going to go to those links to make sure that they're credible stuff because if you support if you retweet or repost you know, that's a representation of you as well. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, you want to look uh, professionally dressed um, and you don't want pictures of you with red solo cups pretty much. Or yeah. Anyone, oh you know? my
0: goodness, there's so many. Yeah, I feel like absolutely. every like legal thing I go to for like, don't do this in education, they're always like, it's always like eight pictures of people with those red cups.
1: Yeah, yeah. Play, but maybe not
0: it's get, somebody country music guy wrote a song about it so now it's got a negative connotation I, it does. it's like I, I can't put my that. ice water in a red cup it's crazy
1: yeah no, but, uh, <laughs> but, I'm sorry but, yeah, keep going some things you want to put out there are things um, like for if you're if you're in college if you're a pre-service teacher things you're learning about in class maybe takeaways that you want to tweet out if you went to like a professional development workshop or if you attended a webinar or if you went to a conference or an ed camp post 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 because you want to have stuff out there that's relevant and up-to-date so if you have an account that maybe you created freshman year and you haven't touched this since you're a senior post some dust off of it start to update it get some stuff out there um maybe you want to post a link to something that you have on teachers Be teachers or um like a bulletin board that you rock that students are interacting with um post pictures of uh, I like to post pictures of students' hands doing things, um, Ooh, so you're not good. doing like the face, but like you are actually doing something. Um, and then if you have like pictures of students, making sure that you have those correct permissions uh, from the parents and from the school as well. You don't know just post a um, that's not cool. No, um, no not cool. Right, cool. What else? I don't know. Things that you're reading, things that you're doing. If you found a really cool Edutopia or EdWeek article, um, not just retweeting the link, but retweeting what you thought about it with a relevant I don't know, maybe even like ask to guest post somewhere. I think that'd be really awesome too. So you start building that digital presence, that professional writing piece. I just had a student who did a webinar, no, a podcast with me like three weeks ago, um, was contacted by someone to do a guest post on his blog. So I thought that was really neat. You know, starting to get yourself out there. And then of course, sharing that information out too. So yeah, so whatever you do, sharing is sharing, you need to share it out and spread it wide and far.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, because they will research. I've interviewed a ton and first thing we do, you see the name? If we're interested. We check out their social media. Yes, and that's
1: the first thing that comes up on those Google searches is your social media. So you want to yep. be positive, you want to be professional. and
0: be Exactly. Bada bing, bada boom. That's good.
1: <laughs> that's good.
0: Okay, so um, thank you. Uh, I know I've, I've used up a lot of your time. I think I've gone yeah, well that's over that's my 20-minute so uh, promise at the beginning. Um, if someone wanted to um, listen, uh, we've talked about your book, um, yeah. You told them it's on Amazon and it's EDU magic, all one word, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. Search that in Amazon and you can find uh, Sam's book. Is there any mm-hmm. other places they can find you, read stuff you've written, hear stuff you've said, um, yeah. see paintings you've drawn, whatever? Um, is there where know, should people the things go?
1: That I've drawn, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, totally. So if you go to um you can find there's my site there and you can subscribe to the newsletter. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you know. Um, yeah, and obviously subscribe to this YouTube
0: channel because Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Hey,
1: <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Thank you for the plug. Oh my I goodness, my
1: pleasure.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'm gonna put those links um, in the description. So if you guys wanna check that out, if you're watching on YouTube, the links are in the description. If you're watching on. And I say watching. I guess you could watch the podcast as the time clicks by. If you're listening on the podcast, um, they they probably won't be in the description. But um, you heard her say it, so type it in to your cell phone, not while you're driving. So that's great, uh, Sam. Thank you so much for being on here, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Like, subscribe, do whatever the internet people do. Thank you guys, and see you guys next time. Peace.